Hey folks, Pop Art Painter Jimmy Rocks here. Hey, this is, uh, once a month we like to do a, uh, one of our podcasts, um, commercial free, uh, so listeners can get the same experience that our VIP, uh, members get on our Patreon, on my Patreon, I should say. And, uh, so that's what today is. Today is ad free. Enjoy, enjoy the VIP experience. Um, so without further ado, here it is. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. And I am super, super excited for my guest today. We, um, my, uh, I watched. He, he's a documentary filmmaker, well, or, or a filmmaker who's happened to have made a documentary. I don't know if he's made others. We'll find out. Um, but I've watched this documentary uh, twice now, and we'll probably watch it a third time tonight because. The reason I watched it twice is I watched it, you know, when, when we got it and, uh, and the show was going to be, you know, we were setting up the show and everything. Um, and I, I, I made the cardinal sin. I, I watched it without my wife, Danny. And uh, today, <laughs> I was, you know, this morning I was doing my thing, painting the painting. And uh, she comes in, she goes, when are we going to watch that show? And I'm like, I've already watched it. What are you talking about? It's fantastic. It's great. Um, and she said, well, you know, I really wanted to watch, so we wound up watching it again today. So it's fresh in my mind, and it is well worth uh, watching multiple times. It is fantastic. The name of the documentary is called The Long Rider, and our guest today is the director of The Long Rider, uh, Mr. Sean Saturnia. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right? Yeah, Saturnia? close enough. Saturnia. It's Sean Saturnia. But close enough. Saturna. I'm sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to mess your name up there. Um, I'm just excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. What a great documentary. I can, I can feel your energy. This is great. Um, yeah. Uh, the Long Rider, um, you know, is a project about 10 years in the making. And um, uh, it's the story of this uh, kid, Felipe Leite, who I went to high school with. And, um, you know, I kind of followed his, his story in, in, in real time. Um, so basically, the you know, if you want to get into the, the whole narrative of it, I don't mean to, like, um, give you a whole synopsis right now if you're not asking for it, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right. So uh, The Long Rider is the story of um, Felipe Leite. Uh, he's an aspiring journalist, and he sets out on this epic quest to ride from Calgary to his family's home in Brazil and entirely on, on horseback. So um, when I followed the and story... And he's not done time, this before. He is not, no. He's um, he's kind of a, a green... You know, he grew up with horses, but he's never done a long ride before. And so, you know, he was inspired <laughs> by this, this book that he read as a kid called Shipley's Ride that his dad wrote him, uh, his dad read to him. Um, and Shipley was this teacher in 1925 who rode from Argentina to the United States um, you know, but in the 1920s when life was a lot different back then. And so when it comes time for Felipe to leave uh, Canada, then that's the, the way he does it, inspired by his uh, this, this book he read as a child. 
Mm, mm, it is. It is. I was on the edge. I don't want to give anything away because I want everybody. You have to watch this film, everybody. This is a fantastic, fantastic film. And I know I said this is a, my favorite documentary uh, so far in the year. This time, it really is because it's, you know, I just watched it. Um, but it has definitely been the one of the best I've seen. It is um, just amazing, amazing. And not only does this guy, you know, he goes, he starts off in Canada, goes across the U.S., then into Mexico. We've all watched Narcos on Netflix. We kind of all had, you know, I had an inkling of what he could run into. I don't want to give anything away, but, oh, my gosh. When that elder lady he was talking to, um, I don't know, the one that picked up that pot with her hand. I don't know how she did that, but yeah. she did. Um, you know, and she's describing what happened to these two strangers that had come into town on one time, you know, and you're like, I mean, this is real stuff. <laughs> yeah, I used to live in San Diego. Purposely didn't go across the border, you know. Um, we had headlines every day. It, it, it was, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. And then, yeah. I tell you, the the bureaucracy and, and all that that he had to go, because he had to cross, what was it, nine borders or something like that? I mean, it was crazy. It was like 12. It was like 12 by the end mm. of the journey, yeah. Um, yeah, because we shot the film. And they all had their hands out. It was, oh, um, gosh. you know, the, the crazy thing about a journey like this is that it can't, you know, it can be planned to an extent, but Felipe didn't know where he was going to eat next or, or sleep every night, so... You know, you kind of plan your route and, and, and hope for the best, but you, you don't really know where you're sleeping every night. And that's what makes this this journey so unpredictable. Like anything can kind of happen and, and does. And that's the beautiful part about make, making a film like this because there's so much material, so much ups and downs and conflict. And that's kind of what films um, need to keep going. You need that conflict, the character trying to do something, but there's opposing forces blocking his roots. So that's what made the story so compelling for me, at least. Oh yeah. And, and you, you get sucked in, man. You know, of course you're rooting for Felipe. You want him to, you know, you, you, but then you're rooting for the horses too. You know, he's like, Oh man, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to give anything away, but Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. So I, as, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, my wife gave me a, a, a ration of it. And uh, so we watched it again this morning and then she had to go to work. So she had to go to work um, right at the pasture scene. I can say that and it's ambiguous enough, I think. Um, sure. Anyway, about 10 minutes before the end of the film. <laughs> uh, she's like, I'm not going to listen to your show today in the car on the way home because I, I, I don't want to know any spoilers or anything. But she has, she has it all. She goes, I, here's what I hope happens. And she gives me this list. And, you know, I think she'll be, it'll be better than the list she gave me. This was great. What a great, what a great subject. Now, have you, I, 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 Sean, I don't know that much about you. Did, were you always a film guy? Did you make documentaries before this? Because this is involved, man. This is a big thing. Hey, let me ask you, before we even get into that. In this documentary, most of this is filmed by Felipe, right? Like on his journey, this is like GoPro and stuff? Yeah, basically. I mean, it's very much like a diary. Yeah, um, Felipe recorded everything himself. Thank God he had the foresight to uh, to record everything. And um, So for some of those I... crazy shots, was he like having to get off the horse, set up the camera, like on a tripod or something, get back on the horse so he 
gets the shots and then because he probably it, rode actually twice as far as they say, you know. It sounds he really doing that. ghetto, but that is exactly what he did. He, he'd get off the horse, set up a shot, ride through it, then ride back to collect the camera and continue on. Or he would train locals <laughs> in any sort of destination he was to, you know, here, hold the camera. You're going to film me going through this shot here. Uh, and then just try to hold it really steady, you know, and inevitably there'd all be no one in South America could hold a camera steady, apparently. It was all shaky footage. So uh, a lot of trial and error, but, you know, that's what you do when you're a one-person, like, production crew. Um, so it that's really amazing. is a, like a testament to, like, determination and, and, and um, you know, hard work to get the, the footage in the can for sure. Not only take care of your horses oh. and plan the route, but, you know, you're, you got to think about multiple logistics when you're doing a trip like this oh yeah i mean just crazy just crazy. okay now back to sean sean growing up when you were a young lad uh growing up in canada obviously um did you know that the film was what you were going to be doing i think so yeah like even at four years old i remember seeing et as a kid in theater and um i came out of the theater just bawling looking up to the skies wondering where (laughs) et was and just knew very, very early, the, the, the power of film, right? So, um, yeah, I think you know, at four years old, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I'll never forget when I was being in, a kid. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just going to say, even in, in, and then later in, in high school, when I started paying attention to more mature films, like um, like I love Blue Velvet and, and Clockwork Orange oh, and yeah. The Exorcist. No. Those, are, those are like... <laughs> Films that I, I look to as like uh, films that really use the craft of filmmaking well to their advantage and incorporate like production design and cinematography in the themes of the actual film to to give the audience a a cohesive understanding of a you know the director's kind of vision and, and oh. to make the film. So yeah, absolutely, always, always absolutely. I remember being a kid. You had mentioned ET. And, uh, you know, as you, as you get older, you, my, my parents were having a, a, a rummage sale and, uh, you know, packing up all my, man, I wish I would have kept all those Star Wars toys and, and et cetera, because I'd be a millionaire today. Um, I had everything. But uh, <laughs> I remember they wanted, she, uh, my, my mother, my stepmother wanted to grab my speaking spell. And I remember thinking about it. I'm like, nah, because you never know. Might need that which is a terrible habit I still have today. Um, not with really? Me, though, but everything else, pieces of wire, yeah. you know, boxes. <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no satisfaction is when my wife says, you know what we need? We need this. And I'm like, hold on. I, I got it in the shed. Let me go get it. <laughs> I'm just like, it's true. so glad it's I held true. on to it. <laughs> well, that is cool. So film you know, you, you were doing this. So was, is this isn't your first rodeo, so to speak. Um, you'd made other films and whatnot as well. Yeah. I've only done one other documentary, but, um, I tend to focus more on, on narrative. So like I made a movie with Netflix called kiss and cry and a movie called full out. They're both on Netflix. Uh, and I nice. went to Italy. I went to Italy a couple of years ago with uh, Joe Pantoliano from the Sopranos. He won the Emmy for the Sopranos and we did a, a movie called From the Vine there. It's a, uh, an Italian-themed film around the world of Italian wine, and we brought Joe and some other uh, some cast to, to this beautiful little city on top of a mountain in southern Italy and stayed there for a month and just made this uh, 
you know, whimsical adult fairy tale, let's say. That, uh, that's on Amazon Prime right now, and that was released by Samuel Golden Films. Pick that up. What? Yeah, so you've, you've done this once or twice. Um, you, you know what you're doing. I, well, it was obvious. It was obvious when I, you know, I watched the long, I'm going to watch these other two uh, this weekend. Um, I've got Netflix, so, and I've got Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm going to have a Sean Film Festival is what I'm going to do. Cause I do know it, yeah. I'll be there. I'll, we'll, I'll call in for Q&As afterwards. We'll, uh, you have my direct number. You can reach out anytime. Oh man, and I just I just called up your uh, IMDb, and I see it right here. My wife's going to be, and you know, she'll she'll hear the show later, and she'll say, "Oh, and we're also going to watch Thirty Ghosts." That's that's going <laughs> to crime shows or ghosts. That's oh, too funny. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> oh. Anyhow, this film, and and talk about you know, again, I don't want to give anything away, but he was in a Central American country. He uh, gets permission from a local uh, capo, the, 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 the boss of um, nefarious dealings, to go through a certain area. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that, except what a house that guy. I got a little worried at that part. I got to tell you, I'm like, Ooh, these aren't people, you know, <laughs> you want to stay on their good side. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Crazy. It's true, it but like you know, even when you're looking. dealing even when you're dealing with uh, people of that stature, um, you can inherently see that they are, you know, good people and they, they just wanted to help Felipe and, you know, everybody responded to his desire to reconnect with his family. So even the hardest of of criminals um, have a heart of gold and uh, they fell in love with the story as well. So, you know, that's why I think the, the film will hopefully find an audience and a larger audience because, you know, even if you know, like hardened criminals can can find uh, a bit of hope and inspiration in Felipe's story, then I'm hoping like um, wider audiences do as well. So we're just at the beginning of our journey, and um, you know, just like the film, the film took like two years. Uh, you know, Felipe took two years to get home, and uh, this is um, you know, the film has a equally long ride ahead of it to find its audience. So yeah, thank you for helping to spread the word. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I watched a, um, it was some morning show, uh, I, I assume in, somewhere in Canada, uh, it sounded as such. And um, they had mentioned that when you got the the material, it was like, I don't know, you had said something like 500, 600 hours of like raw footage. And um, you have to break that down, yeah. right? For like hour and a half? Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, this was this was like a COVID project. So um, without the pandemic, okay. just this film, this film wouldn't have happened. Uh, I was set to do the narrative version of this. So we have a script with, with actors and, you know, locations that we wanted nice. to shoot in Canada and Brazil. So that was always the plan to do that first. And then COVID happened and borders were shut down and I couldn't, you know, conceivably bring a crew together and, and traverse borders and, and make a film with actors. So um, when the pandemic happened, Felipe said, you know, well, I shot all this footage on my journey. Might as well, you know, maybe we can do a documentary first. And so that's how the film was born. And you're right. 500 hours of footage is a lot to work with. Um, If you put it all on a a timeline and hit play today, you would finish, you'd finish watching all the footage like 21 days later if you didn't sleep. Mm. So that's, um, (laughs) there's a lot of footage to go through and, um, 
you know, that's what pandemics are for, right? You have the time to um, watch all this footage and, and analyze it and figure out how it would best be assembled for, for audiences to appreciate and, and go on the journey with, uh, with Felipe. No, it's, it's, it's an amazing story. It is, it is just fantastic. I tell you, uh, b- before we watched it again this morning, I had been out back. I was mowing our grass. Hot. We live in Southern Florida, and come in. And I'm just complaining and, and carrying on. You know, Ugh, why do I live here? Why don't I live in San Francisco where it's nice? You know, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just going on and on. And then we started watching this, and I I kind of forgot a little bit about some of the the trials and trivial. And I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to complain about. <laughs> this could be way worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo, we um, we were recently for that piece of road yeah. he was on. Oh my god! We were recently in <laughs> we were recently in Los Angeles, and uh, my flight was delayed by half an hour. And I, you know, I always think back to Felipe, his struggle at the borders, um, and I, right. I don't feel so bad. So <laughs> even though it feels like a modern, you know, a, a very uh, unsurmountable thing to be at the airport when when his flight started get, getting delayed, you gotta always remember Felipe's story and how. <laughs> He had a, you know, a, a be... trying time with borders. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, I mean, there was sometimes a lot of times. I think the majority of the time, he didn't know. You know, you're you're riding, you know, go out and ride a horse thirty uh, thirty miles or whatever, twenty miles, or whatever it is, uh, thirty kilometers, um, and then find some place to sleep and to eat and to stay, get out of the rain. Oh my gosh, it, it was yeah. just a. a Amazing, and the amount of people that helped him—that was uh, just really encouraging. You know, we, we see on social media and the news and everything, we see all the, the negative, all the clickbait, and it, it's just you know, bad story after bad story, and and you just want to throw your hands up sometimes. I mean, I do, and um, and then you watch something like this, and, and like you said, even the criminals were helping. Everybody was helping out. Everybody except the border guys. <laughs> you know, those guys yeah. kind of... Uh, I noticed not a lot of their faces were shown in the thing, you know, because... <laughs> you know, how can you watch it? You, you're like, oh, I hate the border people. I don't, what are they doing, man? Are you kidding me? Let the guy through. Anyway. Yeah, who knows why? Anyway. Like, I, I don't know what the mentality is. I mean, I think it just extends back to, you know, they want to keep uncivilized people out of out of their countries, respectively, but um, you know, when... Uncivilized, though. Look at the country. Yeah. I mean... But he does everything illegally. Like, he he brought all the paperwork there. Like, everything was kind of um, done to a T, but uh, the the border guards are are naturally um, restrictive in in nature. They don't want to let people pass, or they see it as an opportunity to you know, collect something when no one's watching from from um, from people right. who desperate to get into the country. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're not going to solve the border problem with, with this film, but maybe just to expose the hardships and what people have to go through. No, some hope. And, and Felipe is going some south. Hope. Imagine Felipe is going south. Imagine all the, you know, the migrants who are kind of suffering in their countries going north. north to a better life. So, I mean, his journey is relatively simple, crossing borders, whereas. Uh, you know, the migrant situation is, is quite um, very, very sad. No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you, when he crossed into the U.S., 
that did not go as I thought it would because, it, you know, everything you see in the news and everything, you're like, oh, those guys are hard asses. You know, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a – somebody's going to wind up in jail here. And, no, yeah, I, yeah, that I would be a yeah. It's funny. I, I don't want to <laughs> give anything away. It's um, – it's well worth watching. And, and, folks, it's a Friday. We mean, we're rolling into the weekend. What a great film to watch. It is, yes, it's a documentary, but it's not one of those boring documentaries like, you know, The Story of Cheese or something. It's, it, it's really riveting. And, and this really happened. This guy rode horses the length and breadth of – or the length of um, – not the breadth, but the length – of uh, two continents, you know, and, and he's what, 25 when he does 24, something like that? Yeah, just a young kid, and um, I guess that's what you do when you uh, you don't have a family yet. You can, uh, that one that you're tied to. <laughs> or you make have, movies. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. John's like, or you fly to Italy, you know, with the guy from The Soprano. <laughs> make him drink a bunch of wine and make a movie about it. It's great. Yeah. Um, well, well, you guys, I don't know what it's film. in the water there. Yeah, I've seen the film multiple times. I've seen the film multiple times now, and it's really um, exciting to watch with an audience how the, how they experience it for the for the first time. I, I get to I have the uh, the luxury of knowing the um, all the twists and turns that happen in, in the journey. But to sit beside someone at a festival, for example, like we did in Los Angeles last week, and um, was just pretty special to see their uh, reactions when um, when something dramatic happens. No, amazing. Amazing. No, I know it's doing the festival circuit right now. It is dropping the 24th, I believe, of June in Canada. Uh, I know yeah, it's correct here. Today. Today's uh, Friday. Today? Yeah, Friday the 24th. So it comes out today across the in oh, Toronto in theaters. Yep. It comes Great. out into theaters in Toronto. And then next week it'll open in Calgary, where the journey uh, kind of originally started. And then the following week, mm. July 8th, it'll come out across the country here. So U.S. audiences are going to have to wait a bit longer. I mean, you can see it, uh, I guess, if this is live, then you, the next opportunity will be at the Wyoming International Film Festival. That's in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, that's July 6th, I believe. And then uh, July 31st, we'll be at the Woods Hole Film Festival. And that's in uh, Cape Cod area. Nice, nice. Well, you know, folks, uh, what can I tell you? Uh, you got to wait and see, but it's definitely worth the wait. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Tell you, I watch enough of those YouTube videos. They're always trying to sell me those VIPs or, or VPN numbers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Two bucks a month. Maybe we should yeah. buy one. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know. Um, Sean, this is a fantastic doc. I mean, this is just stellar work. And I can't wait. I know movie time is way different than like linear time that the rest of us civilians experience. Um, any ballpark idea you think on this uh, the movie version of this? Um, we're trying, yeah. So we're going to use this documentary as a kind of a tool to nice. showcase to a streamer or a distributor, you know how. Um, inspiring the story is and how timely it might be for audiences who need a bit of uh, well done inspiration yeah inspiration in their in their in their life so um, I will let you know as soon as I know <laughs> but that is our kind oh, of our passion project now trying to get this project made and yeah um, and I'll definitely you, you keep in touch with me and I'll keep in touch with you yeah well we're Twitter buddies now absolutely man absolutely <laughs> well this is a hell of a pitch 
This is a hell of a pitch. I'm telling you, man, this is you, you show this to somebody, they're gonna be writing you a check, you know. Sign me up. Producer credits. If I had the money, man, I would be right there doing it. I wish <laughs> you, you were know? in charge of a studio. I wish you were in charge of a studio somewhere. It'd be <laughs> an easy sell. But yeah, yeah everything's so big cigars. Oh man. Wow, now this is a this is a fantastic film, and it's just really, like I said, it's very immersive. It, it pulls you in, and you just, I got to tell you, man, I got something in my eye at, at the end there. You know, uh, I was, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not turning in my tough guy card or anything. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> pulls on your eyes a little to. bit. My Christ, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> tough guy's tough. Well, when it was right, you're like. Even the even the cowboy cries, so um, you're not that's, alone. That's that's <laughs> true. You know, um, well, it's it's so cool. It, it, like I said, it drops in Canada uh, in Toronto today. You know how cool is that? You can go into a theater, Sean, and see your work, man. And I know you've had other movies, you know, but that's got to be as an artist, as a as a creator, you know. That's cool. <laughs> that's pretty rewarding. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm used to it because I'm definitely not. I, like, I'll make a film every like three or four years. So that's how long it kind of takes. But uh, for Felipe, who's, who's on this journey with me, I think it's um, pretty special to see the reaction to his, uh, his, his quest, right? So he gets to watch it in theaters with, uh, with an audience, and um, it just makes the effort all, all worthwhile. It's amazing. Fantastic. And he's doing okay and whatnot? Everything's good? In Felipe world? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, we've never spent more time with each other, so it's, it's been a great uh, experience um, sharing this journey with him. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, I just looked at the uh, my, my red light I've been ignoring is blinking um, because I know you uh, you busy man. It's, it's the, the movie drops today. you got a lot going on. Um Thank you so much, Sean, for taking the time and, uh, you know, to be on the show. You, you, you rock. You're cool. Turned up to 10. Um, keep, <laughs> keep doing your work, man. You're real good at it, you know? Seriously. Oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Next, uh, next time I'm in Florida, I'm giving you a call. What city are you in? I'm in a little town called Deerfield Beach, up from uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. And uh, oh, nice. Beach, so. Yeah, and we have a tax storm. <laughs> so there you go. Come down to Domingo. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. Well, folks, yeah, uh, appreciate we're, we're, I'm going to let you go and, uh, you know, break a leg tonight. You going to the show, right, to the movies? Uh, yes, I'll be there. Um, we do a big Q&A on Sunday evening. I think it already sold out as of today, and so we added a second uh, – Wednesday night screening that Felipe and I will be at to answer any audience questions. It's kind of fun to do this live, nice. and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, very cool. Well, break away, and uh, I know this is going to be real popular. Everybody's going to love it. How can they not? It, it's just fantastic. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Jamie. Have a great day. You too. Well, folks, Bye-bye. that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, what a cool guy, Sean. Man, I'm telling you, and I know I sound excited, and I am. This is a fantastic film, folks. you got to, you know, figure out how you can. And uh, when it comes to your town, drop what you're doing. Go watch this film. And then you can email me, or, or what do they call it now? It's not email. Um, man, my wife just told me this. I can't think it. DM me. Direct message, I guess, is what that is. Direct mail. I 
No, direct mail comes in your mailbox. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You could message me and say, well, you were right, Jamie. It was a fantastic documentary. It's on fantastic film. I even, you know, watching this, i got to be honest, I, I kind of forgot a couple times that I've even watched a documentary. This isn't like, well, here's the story. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't like that, man. It's just very, very well done. Uh, very cool. Okay, well, it's uh, The Long Rider. you got to watch it. It's fantastic. Uh, we have links. I didn't even mention We've got links to the website. Here's the best way to do it, folks. Uh, you can go to the website, thelongriderfilm.com, or on all their social media. It's very easy to find um, at the Long Rider Film on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, you know, you can check it out and whatnot. They will be dropping announcements. And these things change. You, you know, yeah, the film opens in Canada. To, you know, but you never know who's going to be in the audience. And, you know, it could be some big... Uh, distributor, or who knows, you know, Mr. Big uh, put a cigar out and went in there and watched the film and said, wow, we got to do it now, you know, here, sign this contract, you know, that's, I've seen things like that happen, Uh, so things change, and uh, quickly, (laughs) so another reason to like and share the social media, that way you can keep abreast on what's going on and whatnot, okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, this episode, I, I think we're going to do, because it was a shorter episode, I think we're going to do this commercial-free uh, today, because I don't think we've done one this month commercial-free. So, um, For all you listening, I'm just making the executive decision now. Yes, we are going to do a commercial-free today. This is what it's like for the VIPs. You don't have to listen to commercials when you're a VIP. People are saying, what's a VIP? Go to my website, jamierocks.us and, or poprocksradio.com, and you can become a VIP um, it's my Patreon is what it is. And on all the tiers, you, you get different stuff. If you, Everybody knows how Patreon works. I didn't want to do one, and my wife talked me into it about a year ago. And I'm glad we did because put a lot of stuff on there that other people don't get uh, that aren't on there. And one of them is ad-free podcasts. So you don't ever have to listen to the commercials if you're a VIP. So, you know, I know you're busy. Hey, what, what can you do? So. That's going to wrap it up for us today. We are going to be back on Tuesday. Got a long weekend ahead of us. Um, And we've got uh, returning guest, Chloe Trakos, is back on to tell us what's going on and whatnot. Man, I liked her film, too. She, um, I'm sure, will be talking about uh, introducing Jodia, which is just a fantastic uh, romantic comedy. And I know everybody's going, really, Jamie? You watch romantic? I do on occasion, ladies and gentlemen, on occasion. You know, it can't always be neo-noir. Um, I know, you know, that's the majority of what I watch. But, you know, you need a break once in a while. You need a break once in a while. Okay, folks, have a great weekend. Be safe. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm going to. Um, just a final thought. Uh, I, I know it's a tough day for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, uh, Life is peaks and valleys. It's great when it's great. It sucks rocks when it doesn't. <laughs> Today is, uh, you know, here in the States, just a, a tough day for a lot of folks. Um, don't lose faith. Stay positive as best you can. And uh, let's all work hard on changing things and getting this ship back, uh, you know, turn the wheel a little bit and get it back on course. Do a little course correction, and the best way to do that, you know, you can rant and rave on Facebook. It ain't going to do much. Um, When you go in to vote, that's how you do it. 
that's how you change uh, course, you know, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, but I'm there with you, man. I, and I agree. It sucks rocks. Uh, sad to see. Okay. What isn't sad though? Uh, well, it kind of is because we're, the show's winding down. Um, so yeah, we will be back next week and we will see you then. And, uh, oh, and check out who's going to be on Thursday. Go to my website. You can only see who's going to be on the next week. On, uh, we put them up uh, a week early on the website there. And uh, the picture of uh, the Debbie Genuine, returning guest, she's a fantastic singer-songwriter, uh, pop singer-songwriter, and uh, she's got a new single out we're going to be talking about next Thursday. But check out that picture on the web flyer there. She's uh, standing there holding one of my paintings, uh, one of the commission painting I did of her, and uh, looks real, still looks real good. Man, I can't believe it's been six years since I painted that. Uh, amazing. Amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we will talk to you soon. Have a good one, and, uh, you know, stay positive. Do something you enjoy today. Get your mind off of things if you're, you know, upset. I get it. I get it. But we'll see you next time. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.